on this episode of Quantum Week, November 7th through 13th, 2004. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year and talk about movies and music and other things. And uh, we're in November 2004. Uh, we're talking about The Incredibles and Trouble by Ray LaMontagne. And Chris is like looking about the room. Is this uh, something well, weird? Some, no, I, there's Barbara has new art here. Which, oh, I moved that? stuff around. That's uh, Rihanna down the bottom there. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah Barbara yeah. has this cool art. If you, I don't know if you guys have seen it on Matt's Twitter, but uh, she does like... Um, what do you call it? It's like, it's like pop, uh, pop. Yeah, but like they're musicians, like profiles, not profiles, but like, like yeah, headshots. I would say so, yeah. Yeah, like headshots of like famous musicians. And he has them all over the uh, the studio, but it's, it's nice. It's cool. And like every once in a while, I'll pop in here, I'll see a new one. But there wasn't, Matt, there's been so many now, it's filled up the wall. But now yeah. there's some like right on like my side, if you will, on the left. And uh, Prince was down the bottom over there. And I'm like, I can't, I can't have that. I got to, I got to raise him above so the now floor. They, so now he's I over have, here. Uh, That's Buckley on top. Buckley, yep. I have Prince and I have uh, Rihanna now looking at me. So it's, yeah. uh, it's a different experience. And there's more. She's done, she's done this really sick Elvis. So I I'm, I'm going to put I'm, that I'm down here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's a few others. I think I ha- I'm trying to get her to work on a uh, Freddie Mercury for me too. Oh, that'd be cool. I love that one. Yeah, they, they're cool. And they're like, they're different colors. So I like that. Yeah. I'm just gonna like each one's own like unique color. So uh, I don't know. They look pretty cool. Yeah, I like. I like it. Um, uh, yeah. So anything you want to talk about at the top of the uh, no. top of the show before we get into the Incredibles? Nothing going on. Well, Oscars are tonight. If you're listening to this on Sunday, all oh, right. Um, so I think they're on ABC. They've been <laughs> poor ABC. They've been promoting it like crazy. It's gonna be uh, bloodbath. If you guys listen to the Oscar show, I, I my one prediction is that uh, the rating is gonna be catastrophically horrible. Yeah, uh, and um, and it won't be because they went woke or you know the, i think the jerry callahan's of the world are going to be pumping their chest woke. saying uh, yeah like oh see what happens when you you know it, it's not that it's just no one watched movies this year i mean the movies that are up for best pictures no one saw them and no one cared and, yeah, you, know, yeah. you know just the mood of the country changed last year during the pandemic and definitely you know watching new movies was not on the menu for a lot of folks and uh yeah i mean the, luckily for our show nostalgia show those older movies i don't know because of the comfortability of it or because of I don't know what the reason was, um, but uh, those still played really well. Like Netflix had a bump in subscribers. Also yeah. on TV, like um, was it Tiger King? Those other kind of yeah, like the reality ish. Yeah, shows. Like all yeah. those shows did really well. Like yeah. um, Netflix had a huge bump in subscribers, especially uh, in the beginning of last year. And I couldn't finish that. Did you? Did you watch it, Tiger King? No, I watched. it. I watched a few of them. I was like, I'm not really my cup of tea. But but those did really well. But like new movies traditionally didn't. And uh, now you have an Oscars award show that no one's, and plus, people aren't really watching award shows a ton anymore the last couple of years because of the pandemic. Yeah, um, mostly. Um, and um, although they were kind of on the downswing anyway, but not not to this extent. I think I think just I think tonight Sunday night show is going to be a disaster. No one's going to watch. It could be really ugly, messy, boring. I don't know. I, I'll watch it. out I'm always excited for the Oscars. Yeah. But, uh, there's definitely uh, even for myself. There's a little less. Do you, are you not Hollywooded out though? Do you think people in general are are Hollywooded out? Because I, I just I'm just like what is really Hollywood out. I mean, people. I, like all I mean is like stars. no, it's just people like self congratulatory, like dressing up, walking the red. I just I'm like I don't care about any of these fuckers. I I mean I guess it's I like, think it's the pageantry. If it were just some, if it were someone cool, like, you know, reading it yeah. off and maybe some stories around, like I think the, you could do in it in a really cool 50, way. You know, in the 40s, 50s, is Bob Hope reading a list and people like that. I'm into that. Yeah, but like. 
Yeah, the interviews coming, making it a whole spectacle. I just don't give a shit about these people. It's not real. I mean, there's some element of that. Like, so in the early 80s uh, at Radio City Music Hall, my parents yeah. both worked a show there called Night of 100 Stars. And it was more than 100 stars, but it's basically all these celebrities got together for really no reason, aside from just being famous and being <laughs> right. together. And people back then, and they actually was so successful, they actually did a second one a couple years later. And people just like seeing famous people to get, to get, to get together and just like wave the TV screen. People like that. Now, obviously in 2020, it's not going to play. So there's no. definitely an attitude as we go move on that like fame and celebrity changes and like how we approach those things change like you know but i i do think i mean people still like having like seeing the rock like i we talked about it yep. on one yeah, 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 yeah. show you're a big but, rock guy yeah but it's just like i think the rock's kind of dumb and not really for me but like people like it. people like seeing him kind of go up there like do that eyebrow thing and tell a stupid joke and people like yay and, they, and they're happy um and <laughs> i mean that's that's america but i mean but, but the, i think the other problem though is we see is celebrities definitely change because we're not just seeing famous people on tv and on the movies it's because of the internet we like there are a lot more familiar familiar people who are kind of realer i mean there's also a lot of fake people but but we see people's kind of everyday lives of course well, good reality i mean you, yeah. reality shows really change the game yeah, yeah. celebrity i mean you could say the last big movie star was like tom cruise right and then that, i know mm. i don't get me wrong the rock and stuff like that where you have like uh you know a few other people you know jim carrey came before i mean they're really george cooney never really had huge box office numbers huge no. when he's by himself so really i mean so is that a coincidence that our last movie star ended his run of really big time when reality shows took off Maybe not. I don't think it is. Yeah. Like, I think you're right. And, and now we have the element of YouTube and yeah. those kind of, like, to younger people. So, like, people who are, like, 20, you know, college age and younger, they're not going to feel the same way about... Because back when we were kids growing up, having the front center seat at the Oscars was the seat. So, yeah. for many years, yeah. uh, when we were growing up, it was Jack Nicholson. And right. now, and it became George Clooney. But, uh, and, and now it's like nobody really seems to give a shit about it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's kind of, for me, it's kind of sad because I like that little tradition, but just people who are younger just don't care. I just think no, they, there's some truth to that. If I they guess. didn't take themselves so fucking seriously, it'd be so much more fun to watch because I like movies. I like pop culture. You know what I mean? I think there is an element of people like yourselves who stick to this tenet of, oh, well, they take themselves seriously. I won't see not, it. Not seriously, too seriously. Too ser- I think there is an element of people like who are like, oh, I don't like award shows because they do this, but like yeah, they haven't seen an award show in a lot of years and they just kind of like, they just stick to that because that's kind of like what their, that's their trope. <laughs> that's what they do. That's and they, like, their trope. Having, what's that? You mean my trope is what you're saying. No, there's a lot of people like you. You're not the first one to have that conversation with. Yeah. No, there's a lot of people out there like, oh, I don't like it because of this. But then it's like, all right, well, when's the last time you started an award show? Oh, I haven't seen one in 20 years. Like, all right, thanks. <laughs> Good conversation. But it's just like, but I think there is a lot of that where people are, um, it's not cool to watch the Oscars either. It's like, oh, it's much cooler to say like, oh, no, thanks. Like, I don't like that. I don't feel cool about it. That's not why I'm doing it. I'm not it's, saying you. It's a la- I did watch, I watched the Oscars and I watched the Gram, uh, Grammys yearly for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably until I went to college. But then... All right, that's a long time. No, I know that's a long time ago. But even then... Yeah, but even then it was just like, I can't, like these people, I don't get, I don't want it like this. I'm not, I don't, I don't want the pre-show where they're fucking walking up the I red carpet. I don't watch the pre-show. I want, oh, yeah. I, I don't watch, I mean, I watch the award show. I don't, I don't I mean, I, Actually, a lot of times the hosts suck too because they, they like, it's better when it's someone who can, 
who says something like like Ricky Gervais is yes, the Golden Globes. Yes, They're yes, very yes. good. That's yeah, yeah. Gervais is good. I mean, he's good. Chris he's Rock. Good. I think mean, does a great job. The Oscars. He. The problem is the Oscars is pushback. They don't like it when they're exactly. controversial. So right. they'll be like, "Hey, can we just get you know Billy Crystal back and so we can sing and dance?" Yes. And they tried that so many times. The last thing brought him out. He was too old. It was a mess. So no, there's a. But I also like the train wreck element of like you know when um James Franco and Anne Hathaway did it. It was a complete mess. Yeah. It was such a disaster. We were like, I actually thought Letterman was funny, but a lot of people thought it was a train wreck year. That was the Forrest Gumpier, I think. And um, I, but I, I just enjoyed the different years, different. Ho- I, I just like the 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 element. I just enjoy it. It's fun. But I don't watch the, the, the red carpet yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's not for me. But it's also that's not anything I would ever enjoy. But I do enjoy. Um, I enjoy the I enjoy the where I like seeing who wins, who loses. I uh, I like the historical element of it. I mean, you know, even now, Oscars still are how we define a movie year. It's true. Yeah, this still has a it's lot true. of power. Yeah, you know? it does. Uh, yes, less people watch it than ever. For but. maybe it'll get hippers. Uh, you know, as young. <laughs> no, no, but as younger as younger people take over, maybe it'll. Maybe they'll. Maybe they'll make it. Yeah, there's definitely they keep. You can, you can tell, like they, you know, they haven't had a host now the last like two or three years, and a lot of that is because they're trying desperately to like, make something work. Yeah, because numbers are going down, but I think this year is going to be the. Uh, <laughs> this year is the uh, the the absolute nightmare scenario for well, them. You'll have ABC to report back. ABC is desperate. They are every are time they? you click on anything ABC related or go on Twitter or anything. All they're like, like please other, watch us. Even other ABC shows are doing like synergy uh, stuff. Like they are just like, please don't forget <laughs> the Oscars are Sunday. It's like all right, no one cares. <laughs> but we can talk Incredibles. Okay, Incredibles. Um, I actually think this is better than Toy Story. Oof. Uh, so this is the best cartoon you've ever seen? Is that is that what you're saying? Or no? I don't know. Ghibli but, nonsense you like? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think this is the best one we've covered, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I like it. I think it's a, a nice solid B movie. Maybe uh, borderline B plus B. That's where I fall. Yeah. Um, I think Toy Story is just a touch above, but but man, I so uh, feels like the 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 Toy Story so the the script is is uh, crisper. And in which movie? In this movie, Incredibles. I think so. Yeah, I know it's a longer movie, but I felt like the the that it was a crisper script. Like things were happening. Like you weren't just waiting and bored in some spot. Not that Toy Story. I, Toy Story is so never fast. Felt bored watching Toy. Story. Yeah, I wasn't really bored. Well, it's yeah, just so well, fast. Maybe, it's like eighty minutes. Well, maybe that scene when they were in that uh, the kids' house. Oh, right. I didn't like that. Yeah, that was about ten like minutes. That third act that was a little, a little bit too rough. long. So maybe yeah. right. I didn't really feel that way in any of this. I felt like it was moving even though it was it was now constantly moving or now i don't know if that's a strength or not but it is constantly moving it is a beautiful film that's the other part too the i you know they really figured out a lot between Holy 90 shit. whatever and 2004 yeah yeah obviously i'm no animation expert i don't like cartoons and we'll get into yeah that sure as i'm sure as today goes on but uh but uh you could i mean i said i'm not a cartoon expert you could tell me this movie was made in 2020 i would have bought it yeah agreed yeah, yeah i would not Humans- have bought it with toy story no because the humans didn't look, they got a they lot. Did. They were pretty, but but there were some things where it looked very nice. The toys were fine because because it, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter as much. Were really awesome. Yeah, and and this, and this was all humans. Nothing but humans. All humans, which is and really tough. It is really amazing. Yeah, it looks like, great. I, and not but it, they not only the humans, but like all of this stuff just looked. I just I love also love that like 50s, 60s like pop art. Yeah, pop art's not the right word, but like that comic book look. Yep. Um, just kind of, I I just enjoyed how this looked from a aesthetic point of view i love the island um even the city with the buildings and the and uh and the cars uh, yeah i yeah. love all that yeah stuff and i was going to islands he's up went to island i, I just think it was i loved it i love like the big lot like the big lava yeah curtain that yeah, we walked okay. through i thought that was really that was really good. cool I, I i mean i know it's james bondish but i like that stuff yeah yeah 
I yeah, it was it was fine. I I that that is fine. It, it was very very well done. Yeah. Um, I the robot even I like the robot. I gotta say I like the robot. The which robot? What, the robot? The bad guy is the robot. Oh, the, oh, the, oh, you mean, oh, you mean, oh, I'm the sorry. big or, right. you know, yeah, I almost don't even think of him as robot, right? The guy like punches himself. And yeah. Like, yeah. Or whatever he is like that orb. I kind of like an orb, I guess. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was innovative because you could turn him into a sphere and he could roll around or yeah. he's got legs and yeah, it that, was that, good. That was really yeah, neat. That yeah. Was, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. That was, it, I guess we're going to fall. I thought you, I, I you thought I was going to hate it. No, no, no. Okay. I don't, I don't know how anyone could really hate this movie. I don't think I, I, I was, I thought you might, um, I have some problems. But I think I that, you'd like it a lot more. Um, I think. So what about Up? Where does that fall for you then? Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I messed up. Up is better. Up's got more heart. So you like Up? I so, do like so Up. So for you, it goes Up, The Incredible Story Story? Yes. Oh, for me, it goes. And then. I think it goes the other way around for me. It flips it around. Toy Story, this, and then Up. You put Toy Story ahead of this? Yeah. Okay. All right. I really like it. Up's got a lot of heart. It hurts me. That I mean, one hurts me. The first 10 minutes of Up are great. And then it goes this way. But uh, <laughs> this this movie, so I, okay, okay. So people are like, all right, Chris, well, what more do you want in a cartoon? Well, here's the deal. Like cartoons are not a great vessel for, to tell a story to an adult. They're just not. Yeah. And I know people love them and all these drawings and shit. And people want to regrow their childhood. I don't care about any of that shit. And I compare this movie to something like Minari because there are a lot of, Believe it or not, even though the pacing couldn't be more different, there are a lot of similarities within the core of the why characters are doing things. Did you call it Minari? M- Minari? Uh, do you, are you talking about the the Ghibli film? No, no, no. I'm talking. Oh, you're about, talk, you are talking about Minari. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. The movie that came out uh, that's up for Best Picture. Today, okay. Tonight. Got it. Um, it's a, that movie is about a, a family that moves to a Korean family that moves to Arkansas to uh, so the dad can be a farmer. Yeah. And the dad is doing it. Um, for a lot of selfish reasons. He wants to have worth. He wants to have value. He feels like he doesn't really, he's not really, he feels very lost. And this farm brings him a lot of joy. Just sure. like being a superhero brings Mr. Incredible a lot of joy. Yes. But like that story like made me feel things. Like it was very, at times deeply tragic, at times uh, deeply inspiring. Where this is just, it's a cartoon. And it's just, there's no, I never once like was really drawn into that level like I was watching Menard. That makes a lot of sense to me. It's hard. It is hard to evoke the same amount of. It, you, this could be eye candy, and it can have a and message. It's wonderful eye candy. It is, but it, you're right. You're not going to have the. You're not going to have a deep connection to it. No, like a like a yeah yeah like, like yeah. you know and it's I just think like, that's right. Like why? So yeah, look, if I had a kid, would I have him watch this movie? Absolutely. Yes, I would have him watch the Incredible. Yeah, and you'd yeah, probably yeah. have fun a doing child, it. Even me, like I, I watched a lot of adult stuff growing up. Like I didn't watch a lot of cartoons growing up. I my parent, I was an only child for a long time. My parents would, they would just have me watch whatever. Yeah. Um, I would have been bored at seven years old at Minari. I just would have been. I would have been like, this is not for me. This is boring. Yes, there's some well, kids in it, but it's just, were, it's You were mature really enough to, gra- to grasp yeah, the themes. Yeah, that makes sense. It's just like it's boring, yeah. you know, and, um, and right. And I also wasn't mature enough to grab the themes of it. Yeah. Where with this, a kid isn't going to be mature enough to understand why Mr. Incredible feels kind of lost, but they will understand flying around and silly yeah. noises and yeah. this. I mean, and, and also it just looks, it, to borrow, it looks incredible. It, this movie looks I don't know if I've seen a cartoon look as good as this. I'll say that. I'll have to think about it. But this one looks really good. I mean, I have seen the sequel, and the sequel does 
Sequel sequel looks better. You've seen the sequel? Yeah. <laughs> sequel was <laughs> shut up. Why would you see this? Why? Why would you see the sequel to this? You don't have kids. What do you why? You, why would you watch the sequel to this? <laughs> what are you talking about? You're just giving you're giving this movie a B almost B plus, and yeah. you're asking me why I would see this. If but by you giving it a B or B plus, you have to recommend it. Oh, I would. I would recommend it. So I then guess. shut the fuck up. I, I, uh, I guess. Then shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm going to give it a B. Uh, and you have to recommend it. I Say it. I, I would. I would. I would. I, what, I, what are you talking about? I, I would. I would recommend. Oh, yeah. But why would you? But I just can't. What are you it. talking about? You're just recommending this movie uh, and you're asking me why I'm watching the sequel. This is the problem with the cartoons. Like I'm recommending it partly because I'm still, even though I try so hard, I'm still like, I'm, I'm recommending it more for families than I, but that's not what we're doing here. No, I, that's not what we're doing I, here. And I, you got, you I have can't to. not, I, this is a, a movie that people put a lot of work into, but like the idea that like someone would really choose to watch this when there's other options. <laughs> You're, <laughs> rec- <laughs> You're recommending it. I know, I know you that, can't walk it back. I'm not, uh, I'm trying to add some. No, nope. no, oh. no. Okay. Brad Bird though. How? He wrote and directed this motherfucker. Like that's yeah, but shut the, up. That's a lot. This I, guy is good. This kind of annoys me with this movie. So Why? Because this okay, not nothing against Brad Bird. Okay, okay, right. But um, it's more this like this was up for this got nominated for best screenplay. Yeah, that's a little. That's a little. What are we doing? Well, hey, stop. So I didn't look. I didn't look what was what was around this. Yeah, yeah. So I did you? Uh, yeah. You talk. Yeah. Cause, um. Because maybe I, I was thinking maybe it was a weak year. I did see that. It was, it made it sense for the technical. Ter- so uh, it was for best original screenplay. Yeah. So Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind. Wins. Oh yeah, of course. Obviously. Aviator, Hotel oh, yeah. Rwanda. Yeah. A movie called Very Drake. I don't. Uh, I don't know that I'm one. Not familiar. And then, and then The Incredibles uh, gets in. But like Collateral. Um, oh, Collateral's good. Is is a better screenplay. I know yeah, Collateral. You know Michael Mann movies don't necessarily always have the best screenplays. But like I mean, this is just basically taking like this is like sort of a superhero parody. Is, like, yeah. what are we doing? Like, yeah. Is it best screenplay? No, I don't think so either. Stop. Now, this, also, this did win for best uh, cartoon. Uh, animation. Say, animated feature. I say cartoon. That's what it is. <laughs> and uh, it also uh, won for best sound mixing. It beat Spider-Man 2, which was a pretty... I, I actually like Spider-Man 2. I did too. That a that's a Doc Ock one. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. That was a good one. Um, but I will say the sound is amazing, so I have no problem. I can't argue no. that. No. Um, and... Uh, Animation, I mean. Animation, I think yeah, it was like up against like Shark Tale, which I've never seen. Yeah. Something else, I don't know. But, I never uh, saw Shark Tale. What was the other one that I, I did notice? I can't remember, but nothing nothing that was memorable. That was this, like- This movie good. looks amazing. Like, it does. It, it really does. It's, it's, but right, am I, am I kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth? I absolutely am. I, 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 well, Matt, as long Matt, as you know Matt, that. Matt, Matt it, no, I, I, I'm fully, I just, I'm trying to give some like depth or exp- explanation for what I'm saying here because I am recommending this because it's not a bad movie and I, I would be doing- disservice to whatever the fuck we're doing here if i didn't recommend it <laughs> but uh but the same token it's like if, so, if i would never tell someone to watch this movie <laughs> so I, you're I, about to recommend it i i you have recommended it I, so you would tell someone to I, watch this movie can i here's, here's what i would do can i can you I, kill me well here's what i would say i maybe i wouldn't recommend it oh, but God. but i have to then on the flip side though really admire especially the technical achievement this film really is yeah. especially considering how old it is i know like, 16, 16 years or something yeah. years old and i know i don't watch a lot, but like this looks like this this look flawless when toy story didn't look flawless no. this i didn't see a maybe no. i'm missing some but i this looked it looks great it looked amazing and i did the characters were relatively well fleshed out and i was never it did take me a i had it took me a couple 
watches did, did you have yeah, to, I did yeah. finish, I had to go twice I first night I watched about it 45 minutes the rest then the second night I watched the second half I just I, I never get invested with you I just can't I don't care that much and then I guess that's the problem that's why I have a really hard time recommending I see I, I'm I can't not uh, I I can't recommend something I don't care about but I can't not recommend something that is in a lot of ways perfect fucking paradox right there right, right. there so I don't know so I guess I'll give it a thumbs up because that's only fair um but if you are an adult watching this on your own, I'm going to mock Shut up. You, <laughs> you watch the sequel. Shut Why up. You watch You're such a hypocrite. Why would you put this on? Shut up. You just spit on me too, you Good. son of a bitch. Why would you, why would you have this in the day of COVID? <laughs> Actually, Wait, did you get your second shot? First shot is I'll have my second shot next week. Okay, good. I'm not worried. Pfizer, baby. There it is. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff. I, I, I paid for the good stuff. So, whatever. <laughs> you didn't have a choice. No, uh, no. You, you, you didn't have a choice. You walk in, you're like, what are you, you giving me? Anyway, the second one looks be- even better. Like sure it's it it's really, but this looks great. It looks great. The other thing I want to say is I really like Craig T. Nelson and Holly Hunter. I like them both, just as like as actors. Okay, and yeah, both very. Uh, I really love yeah. listening to them too. I mean, Craig T. Nelson made a career from doing coach from being like. Yeah, I yeah. Because he's kind of playing kind of a like a, a like a. Yeah, he's not the rough around the edges kind of guy. Yeah. So for him to pull that off and still be likable, and obviously we'll check out Poltergeist. Like he, he yeah, the guy can act. Yeah, um, absolutely. And uh, no, his voice is good. Absolutely, he has a really strong like you know a, a voice that's appropriate for that character. Holly Hunter, I don't know if I. It's, oh really? It's just, I like her. I, I have like such her. warm She's feelings okay. for her. She, but like the voice is sometimes her voice is too much. That, that if anything, kind of my critique on her as an actress is like so. I have her just do the voice. It's like oh. Like she a, has a distinct voice, but I like that, it. That like, I can understand if you don't like it, then it would be grating. It's a little too, 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 you know, we don't need to be. A little too Holly? Well, it's just like, it's so Southern. And it's just like, I get people talk like that. I get it. But like, it's just a lot. Oh, I'm sorry. And, and it's you like don't that like all shucks much. element of it too, which is oh, kind of annoying. I've, oh, man. It's a, it's a little cloying. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan, but it, it's, she's okay. The big miss is Jason Lee, who I hate. I realize that I hate him as an actor now. I hate oh, him. I didn't. Uh, I didn't hate. Oh, I thought well, I mean, he he's the bad guy here, so I guess it's kind of right. So does that help you? No, it doesn't help. You know what I mean? uh, no, I thought it was a big miss uh, casting him. I think he is the kind of guy who puts in minimum effort, particularly. I mean, watching Alvin and the Chimbucks has the what now? Alvin and the Chipmunks. I'm spitting. You're not talking right. <laughs> Alvin and the Chipmunks. Alvin. Oh uh, yeah. Well, that, that's his worst. I mean, that's that's. Uh, <laughs> but now I'm looking through his career, and he's made a career out of not putting in much effort he's the he's a slacker um he, he he's mm-hmm. portraying a slacker in a lot of the stuff that he does like think of like mall rats, mall rats and all that shit yeah. but chasing amy chasing amy right he's the slacker but i think that's the effort he puts in too and he sh- he does not belong in a role like this this was a big miss uh, philip seymour hoffman was obviously the choice i mean they even made the character look like him that would have that would have made this movie uh, so better. what happened no, I'm. I'm saying that would have oh. been the right choice. Oh I'm my saying, God. but if you, but if you look at, if you look at yeah. even the way the character oh, looks. You, oh yeah, no, I would have amazing. I know that. I that's know the miss. It was interesting. They had Jason Lee play the little boy when the character's a little boy, though. Did they? Yeah, I guess that's what it said. Hmm. Maybe I, I may have read it wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I, I didn't mind. I thought that character was. Pre- I mean, it was very oh, obvious. That's the other thing too with cartoons. It's just so obvious. Like, yeah, like you knew when he's a little kid. Like, all right, well, this guy's obviously gonna be the bad guy. But you know what? The way that was. 
it's an origin story. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, I I like some com- I like comic books a lot. You know, when I was especially when I was younger, I haven't read a ton. Is the older I get, the less connected I feel to them. But I, I mean, there's a lot of comic movies I really enjoy. Sure. Superman, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, watching Superman, that Superman's going to win. So I can't knock The Incredibles too too much for some of the things being very obvious. But it does. Maybe the older I get, the less connected I feel with some superhero movies. Because I don't. I do feel like all right. I yeah. just know it's coming. So. Just yeah, same, I see that. Same beats over and over I again. That. And, and yeah. that's nothing against this movie. I guess more that's more of a genre thing. Yeah. I can understand that. But you were fine with Lee? I, fucking, I didn't mind it. I, I hate actually thought the character, I kinda liked how he was drawn. He kinda looked kinda goofy. And I one thing I did so one thing I do want to credit this movie was that uh it was PG. So um it's not oh. a G movie. So that you had someone like yeah. not only try to kill themselves, but then they used the word suicide. They did. And then um you know, uh at one point uh Mr. Incredible has uh, the the lady henchman, uh, and he says, "I'm going to kill her basically if you don't." Oh, right, he grabs her by the throat. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I'm going to. That's a pretty violent scene. Actually, yeah, he's like, "I'm going to kill her if you don't uh, if you don't get me out of this this uh, like I don't know how do you describe it." He's basically kind of tied up with the lasers. Mirage is her name. Yes, yeah. it's like I'm going to kill her, and uh, the bad guy's like, "Oh, fuck it, go ahead." Basically, <laughs> see what see you know. So it was like, oh, you kind of really see it evil, and I thought it did it in kind of unflinching way. Now, obviously, it's PG, so then they do obviously still make it really soft and gentle in other ways. But you know what? For a cartoon, especially a Pixar, it was about as edgy as they're probably going to get. Yeah, I mean, that was another slight issue I had with it, though, is there are sometimes there are repercussions and sometimes there aren't. That's like, there true. are some situations where obviously people would have gotten killed. Like, the suicide guy, um, I think even the process of saving him probably would have killed, probably would have killed him. But let's say that maybe he, I'll, I'll give them a pass. Let's say Mr. Incredible has a way he can do that so he can not, you know, he's, yeah, maybe, okay. I don't mind that. Yeah. My issue with repercussions is like the kids, so you have the two kids, right, were basically almost like, kill, were probably killing adults yep. and didn't seem to care. That was the other one. Yeah, that's not great. That seems weird. Um, but on the other, on the flip side, there were repercussions, like, and there was violence um, that they didn't shy so much away from. And th- they talked about all these; they didn't show it, but all these superheroes were killed by the bad guy too. Yes. I mean, that's another part too that that's adult themes right there. Yeah, um, but they don't really. But they just show like they a didn't red show line it. over his face. I know, but they still. Uh, they did show. They show. They showed. They showed something. They showed superheroes dying in the funny Kate montage. That was the one, right? And that's like including women superheroes. I was like, well, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Uh, that so that had actually it's funny maybe because they felt doing it for comedy works, but then when you actually show this guy's killed other superheroes all they had the balls to do was put a red line in front of their face. It's like, uh, I guess you can only go so far. I guess. I don't know. But I do think, you know, back to the scene that takes me out of the movie though. Yeah. Right. Cause it's, yes, it, it makes it not real anymore. Right. I mean, that's, but it's a cartoon. It's not real. I know, but it makes makes, makes you, makes you connected though. It seems Looney Tunes when you do that. Stuff like that. A little bit. Yeah. Or just like, I don't like, like, why why do I care about this again? You know, I have that kind of attitude. Um, You don't need it either. You didn't need that in there to make this movie. No, I guess I needed some. Le- I don't know. I'm not sure. You really did. You could you have had just it. trying to kill Mr. Incredible because that was the guy yeah. that he hated anyway. Right. So that really would have been enough. You don't need to find out what happened to the superheroes. But you also, you know, a lot of times you don't necessarily see the faults in the main character. That's something that Pixar does pretty well, though. If you think of um, Toy Story, right? With uh, who's the main character? Um, Woody. Woody. I mean, he has some darkness. He does about him. And same thing here with Mr. Incredible. When you you see that. 
with how he treats Mirage, grabbing her by the throat mm-hmm. and like shaking her and saying he's going to kill her. Like you're not you're not having a one dimensional hero where a lot even the Oscar films you were talking about. Uh, what is that? Uh, the girl, the woman, uh, the woman who's uh, enticing men. You were saying all these men characters oh, are promising very young woman. promising young woman. Oh, one dimensional characters all the place. In, in the Incredibles had more depth. Yeah, than characters in promising young women. Yeah, so that's, that's kind that's, of it's pretty old bar, but yes, right. But that's still a nice you know extra for Pixar is a great for what they're doing. Uh, they do a great job. I mean, this is the third Pixar movie. We've done a lot of Pixar movies. Huh? It's funny how we three we do a ton. I know, obviously, I know they're monster hits, but still, like we've done three Pixar. We've only done one Marvel movie. That's true. It's weird. That is um, weird. But uh, the I mean, the, all of these movies, even Up, which is just more frustrating to me than than the others, are. Um, I mean, none of these are are bad. And I've seen Wally as well, you know, before, and and that's that's not bad. Yeah. Like, I don't think they do. They, they I saw Car. Uh, was it Cars? Cars. That was bad. Yeah, it's not good. That's lousy. But yeah. uh, but for the most part, though, they don't do bad movies. Like they do. I don't know. They do. They do. A, they do a, for what they do. They do a really good job. Yeah, they are a bit message hammery too, and and that kind of rung hollow a little bit too. In in this movie, they're kind of trying. They're trying to make the point that um, don't be a drone. Like everybody's unique. You know, these superheroes are are dumbing themselves down to to be right. ordinary. Yep. Kind of making the making the. Um, you know, the moral stance that you shouldn't do that, which I agree with. But then Pixar, Disney, Hollywood, that's like the kind, uh, that sort of rings hollow coming from them. Um, they do well, want Brad you to be a Bird drone. Brad Bird is known for being more of the Ayn Rand. I learned how to say her name because- Ayn Rand. Uh, but he, he's, he's a Randian? had that- uh, A little bit libertarian streak? I think a little unfairly because they, they don't do it in a nice way. You know you know how Hollywood thinks about Ayn Rand. So oh yeah, hates her. When they put that on you, it's more of a stain than a badge. Yeah, yeah. So they've thrown that on him a few times. He definitely is someone that says he's centrist, which in Hollywood means you're probably, you're probably pretty, pretty right. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's definitely more on the, on the center okay, side. Okay, so maybe that, that makes a lot more sense then, um, coming from him. Um, all right, I feel better about it. Coming from uh, Disney, I don't feel as good about our Pixar. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I mean, it, I don't really have a ton to add beyond that. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a quality movie. I'm not quite done yet. Oh, good. You have some more stuff. Okay. <laughs> Do you not want to talk about it? No, we the only, the only other, so the other thing that doesn't, that kind of irked me too is all these bad guys, like the, the, their responses are way overkill to what happened to them. So he gets a little slighted by his idol and then he goes and tries to blow. Like, why would you blow up the entire town? Like why nuke an entire town or city just because some one dude, your hero kind of slighted you in fairness, the comic book. Um, is that like that too? No, but the comic book, uh, origin story of Lex Luthor. Do you know what it is? So I can't remember. So stupid, and I love Superman. <laughs> I, I love the character. Leslie there, but this is dumb. So the the, the old origin story they kind of changed it since because so dumb was that uh, Lex Luthor was in high school, same high school as Clark Kent, and he was doing a laboratory stuff. Yeah, and um, like a fire broke out and uh, chemicals, and then uh, Superman went and like blew the fire out, and then blew all of Lex Luthor's hair off his head. So he lost his hair. So he made him bald, and he hated Superman because of that. Oh my god! Yeah, I guess that's that's worse. That's so. not no. That's a lot not. of origin. That's what makes Joker so compelling for a lot of people is because there isn't an origin story. Yeah, it's you just, don't know yeah. why. I and I love that actually in the in the more recent uh, in uh, Dark Knight is is he he kind of he gives you several yes. potential origin right. stories, but probably none of them are true. Probably none of them are, yeah. none of them are true. And really like, like, comic, like there's a great graphic novel, the killing joke, which is one of the best graphic novels ever. Uh, they do kind of show his origin story, but that's, you know, it's not, might not be canon it, uh, depending on who you ask, but that, that's probably the closest thing we've had to one. It's actually quite good though, but, yeah. but, but other ones will kind of rear away from that. Yeah. 
All right, so you're going to recommend it. So you thumbs up it, and you're going to recommend it. You're thumbs, thumbs upping I'm it. Thumbs upping it, but I'm not recommending it. And anybody, it. when anybody ever like asks you if you if you would recommend this movie, you're going to say yes. <laughs> I, I I mean I, I'm, I'm going to see that little thumbs up on our fucking. Uh, you know, I, I know, our Twitter. I mean, I'll have to. Laura will have to put the. You're going to have to own it. I don't know. I it's it. I can't not. I it's it's a B. It's I can't not recommend it. it it's really well crafted. But um, if you watch it, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. We'll see that play out, I guess. Um, anything else with with the uh, Incredibles? No. Okay, we can move on. Trouble. Yeah. Trouble. 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 Bent dog in my school since the day I was born. So I have some guesses. I'm gonna guess how you feel about some things. Okay. And if I'm wrong in the first guess, then I'm fucked. But don't tell me. I'm just going to go through the entire thing. Okay. What my guesses are. Okay. Because then if I'm right, it's a huge payoff for me. All right. So I don't answer at all. Don't answer at all. Okay. Okay. Here's my guess. All right. Uh, <laughs> you like, but don't love Ray LaMontagne. Uh, but there's a few songs you really love. This one's not your favorite. Uh, you do like it, but it's not your favorite. Your favorite is a heartbreaking song. That happens um, in the credits of a movie that you love. And um, this is it. Cocaine flame in my bloodstream. So my coat. This is Jolene. I'll say mountain. Yeah. Bought myself a hard pack of uh, in the uh, credits of uh, The Town. Which is fantastic. That's the first, my first encounter with Lamon, Ray Lamontine. Yeah, so okay. Trouble was in a bunch of commercials and shit, so I definitely heard it that way. Uh, I think maybe Prudential or something. It's in a nationwide commercial. Or nationwide, yeah. Right now, which is. Oh, is it? Really affecting how I care about the song. Oh, sorry. That's rough, but. So, but I didn't know who he was because I never really thought about it. Because, you know, it's associated with a fucking insurance company. I don't give a shit. But <laughs> but uh, but in Argo, when that came in on the end of Argo. Uh, the town, it, right? Uh, uh, sorry, the town. Sorry, not Same Argo. Director. Yeah. You think, you're thinking like me now. Yeah. When uh, when that came in, the, 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 the you know, the ending credits of, uh, of, of the town, I had to know who this guy was. Mm-hmm. Like, I heard it and it, it, it floored me. I mean, that movie's great. Yes. And then that song, I was like, holy shit, that's an amazing song. So am I right on any of that? Okay. I love Jolene. Yeah, it's not my favorite. No, uh, uh, I like, you're absolutely right that I like, but do not love Regal Montaigne. I had that second album, was The Sun Is Also Dark or something like that? Something um, like that. Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite song, to be honest with you. Uh, Jolene's very good. It's certainly my top. Um, I, I like Trouble the first, you know, a couple times I heard it. I think Trouble's a good song. It's a good song. Um, I like some of his stuff. Um, I His songs are cloaked with great sadness which i can appreciate yeah but they also are really repetitive and i've been listening to rayo montana before you yeah i was listening to him you know actually right in 2004 uh when this album came out i listened to this album a lot and uh and i bought the second album and it was just like eh, i just i don't know if like i like he just had an album that just came out last year i didn't even know about it and then i listened to it in prep for this show and i'm like oh it's just the same stuff it's just it's fine did you listen to ouroboros and from 2018 no i don't know if very I good very, very, very good. This, is it the same kind of stuff, though? No. Oh, really? Oh, all right. This life is full of guilt and pain. No pressure. It's a little more fun. A little, 
little more soulful. This album is a concept album. He wrote it kind of in one fell swoop. One song goes into another, into another, into another. Okay. Meant to be on a record, so uh, you'd listen to. There's like four. There's part. There's part one and part two. Four songs on on the A side and four songs on the B side. And produced by the guy. I can't remember the guy's name from My Morning Jacket. Um, and it's a very. It has a more. I'm not the only one to say this. Uh, I read it afterwards, but I, when I first heard it, I thought the same thing. It's, it's got a, a dark side of the moon vibe, the entire album. Some okay. of it's instrumental, some of it's out there, big verbs, way different. Usually his music is, um, is really intimate. Like that's one of the reasons, one of the things I yeah. really like about it, it is, particularly yes. this album, yeah. tr- the Trouble album, right? It's and the next lo- album too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say. I don't really like, so I'm with you. The first, I like this album a okay. lot, Trouble. I like a lot of the songs on this album, but then it gets repetitive. See, I like the second album more. Do you? But I have, I, I have, I've listened to it more. Yeah. Um, but then after that, it gets repetitive for me. That, yeah, so, so it gets repetitive. Same kind of thing. He does go more R&B with uh, this one, You're the Best Thing. Yeah, it's the song. Oh, this is probably my favorite of his songs. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's, it's pretty good. It's just, maybe it might be my favorite of his songs just because it's different. <laughs> it is different. Um, I mean, Jolene's probably a better work of art. I love than, that song. Than, than this. And maybe Trouble I mean, probably be a better work of art than this too, but I just enjoy this song. It's, it's a good one. Fun. But I've also like heard it 10,000 Yeah, movies. I bet. I bet. That was, that was around. That was in movies and shit too. He's really good with wedding, licensing. A lot of weddings you'll hear it too. Yeah. And it's just, it's just kind of like, you know, any, any wedding you go to where someone thinks they're a little bit hip, they'll play that. It sucks because the knock on him. So John, our buddy John, a knock on him. When I, fir- when I heard Jolene, I was like, dude, have you heard this fucking song, Song and Rose? And he's like, it's like for a sad, what did he say? He said something like, you know, sad fucking, uh, moms or something like that this sad mom music or oh, something no. this isn't for oh, me I, I and i'm like know, come on no <laughs> this, sad this is sad music. mad music what yeah. the fuck are you talking about uh but i think that i can understand why the that knock is there just because of the style but he's got a lot of substance in there he, he does and right. i love his like his lyrics to joe uh, to jolene cocaine flame in my bloodstream sold my coat when i hit spokane bought myself a hard pack of cigarettes in the early morning rain lately my hands they don't feel like mine my eyes been stung with dust i'm blind Held you in my arms one time, lost you just the same. I think that's beautiful, beautiful writing. Yeah. You know, that versus fucking my boo, which we just I, did. My boo. <laughs> fucking bright and light or whatever. It's stupid rhymes. Fuck my boo. My boo. <laughs> uh, no, the, you know, I mean, Ray I mean, is definitely talented. I yeah. just think his talent has a ceiling. What I mean, yeah, it just, yeah, he can only do so much. I get it. And, but that, I mean, whatever. I mean, he has like five or six songs that I, are you actually right that? He's like five or six songs I really like. I, that's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, like, sure. You know, I, I put on, so I, uh, in prep for the show, just driving around with Laura, I just threw Rayo Montaigne on like, like kind of like a, just a playlist, uh, that Apple made it. Like they call it the essentials, whatever. No, oh, I think you've mentioned, they have it. They have everything. <laughs> right. Right. But it's just basically, it's like, it's a quick playlist. That's just, I threw it, I threw it on there. Yeah. But like, I never, like we were driving around and I was never annoyed, but I was never like, Oh, like, let me turn this up. Like it was just, it was just kind of like, background music yeah and like but it's like really good background music and it's i don't mean it as a slam it sounds like a slight it's not meant to be but like i could throw him on like like we just got a fire pit for the for the yard like i i'm gonna like throw some flames in there like some logs in there throw some ray Montaigne on have have a drink have you know smoke a cigar whatever and then like just chill out and hang out yeah like i could do that with his music where maybe other people i couldn't i don't know yeah i so i like him I appreciate him and like him more than you do. Um, I also, I think part of it too is I know how hard it is with 
one man, one guitar, one woman, one guitar. And a lot of this album really is that, yes, there's some smart orchestration. You know, you got some strings or a little bit of bass, some, some easy kit, but a lot of it is just him and a guitar. And it is, I find when I record music, that is the hardest thing for me to record myself. Even though I think I'm a good guitar player and I think I'm a good singer, I never like the way it comes out when it's just me and a guitar. I just, I don't know why. I think maybe it be, maybe it comes from, probably comes from, you know, the amount you play live, right? Because I've done a lot more recording than I've done live, particularly well, yeah. for the last 10, 15 years. Sure. Whereas he, he basically... I want to be a, you know, I want to be a, a singer songwriter and I'm going to go play a lot of, a lot of shows. And so you get used to that and that makes it easier, I think, to craft it and to record it. Um, cause he sounds that good live, uh, for the most part. Uh, and, I've never uh, seen so, him live. He, he's from I've Maine. Seen, could, uh, a lot of foot, well, from New Hampshire actually, but lived, oh, yeah, little, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we stand is where he, he, yeah. And is like, and started his career, if you will. Yeah. Mid twenties and, and after that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, but he, I've just seen live footage. I've never seen him live, but strange I would guy. go see him live. I would go see him live too. The only thing, to, I, I know you say you like him more than me. Maybe you do. Uh, I guess the only thing is like, I've also like been, he's been in my zeitgeist yeah. so longer. Like, yep. Come back to me. And like, when, well, when 2010 is. I've So six years. Come back to me in six years and see. How, you know what I mean? It's like, you've only heard these songs for so long. And, like, and when his style doesn't really change, it's like, all right. Like, Check out Ouroboros. I will. Yeah. And I, I don't, I, I threw on the new album, the one that came out in 2020. I just threw it on. It had, I was playing my baseball scene, but I had it in the background. It wasn't, it wasn't bad by any means. It was like, oh, it just it felt it was more of the same, but I'll listen to that album. Sure. Yeah. I, 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 I'll, yeah, he's really, I think he stretches there. He's, and he's, he's got a, uh, a very distinct voice, which I think, I guess can kind of be a bit like, all right, I'm, I feel like I'm a little done with it, but it also is a, it's a lovely voice. Yo, it's great. I think, um, so I would say he has a character voice, but a yeah. lot of times I'll throw that out with as a, as more of a slight, like for example, uh, Kirk Cobain has a character voice, but, uh, Raymond Lamontagne has got a much better voice. He's got a better timbre. I agree and on all accounts. Great pitch. Yes. You know, he's more, it, the, probably the ultimate character meets skill voice for me is Ray Charles. Like he has, yep. he kind of has all of it. He's got yeah. such a great character voice, but you know, right. But can sing too, yeah. you know? Uh, so, but he's so Ray Lamont is closer to that than Cobain. Um, Agreed. but I, and I really like it cause it, it, it does have a, it, it, it just sounds so weathered. It sounds like he's actually lived and it really does. Doesn't grate me like other. No, it, and it feels it feels like uh, honest. Like it, fe- honest. it doesn't feel like he's pretending he lived. It feels like he actually, he actually has. Um, especially hard to do for me or you. I'm sure to hear because we're so familiar with the main New Hampshire, yeah, like dialect accent, and we're like also like when we're bullshitting each other, or we just we have for that region we know, you know, yeah, and that's he's from our region, so we're probably even more sensitive to it. So the fact that he still sounds that organic and that honestly. Like he's honestly lived, like you said, yeah. is, is a, that's pretty good. Yeah. I like him a lot. I, I you know, if you've never heard, if you're younger or whatever, there's hasn't been your style. You've never really heard his stuff. I would definitely check out his, his albums for sure. Like go give a listen, like throw it on, you know, and enjoy. Yeah. So like he's, uh, like we talked about, he's from New Hampshire, but moved out to Utah for his like, I don't know, high school formative, formative years, but then moved back to Maine, Lewiston area and some other in Maine. The story that he gave is, when he was, I don't know, like um, close to late 20s, maybe 26, 27 years old, he was working for a shoe factory, woke up to Stephen Stills. Be rambler from the seven singing treetop flyer and was like, I want to do this. Quit his job. Don't pay taxes. Tutored and then started writing. 
I I'm a fan of Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, or Crosby, Stills and Nash. Um, and so, and I like Stephen Stills' songs uh, in Crosby, Stills, Nash, or Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Um, like Wooden Ships, and you know, some some of his I, I think are the best. I think, uh, I think we're on the same page here. Yeah, but I don't really know his solo yeah, stuff, I think, and I yeah, should check I, it I out. I was too. I'm like, oh, I kind of heard all this song. I don't kind of like that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's a it. he's very talented. He's yeah, a great guitar player, right. and uh, has a very distinct another character voice. I yeah. think that that's maybe why. Ray why, sounds like why, that. I don't know. Well, also might have been why. Yeah, Lamontane also might have been like super inspired. Like, oh, if he can, you know. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. The same vein. But I, I did listen to the CSNY Rivals episodes, which I thought were really good. Did you ever check those I out? No, those are four or five episodes, and it's good because they were all like, especially, especially when you put Neil Young in there. There was a pretty combustive um, group. And uh, it's amazing that they made as much art together as they did because they were like constantly fighting. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But Stills, he did mention some, and the, the frustrating thing about those those shows where they he they never played the music in there. So I, then I'd have to stop the episode and go and like find it and check it. But he, they did uh, mention a bunch of um, sort of Stephen Stills because they had like a Stephen Stills episode. So they much mentioned a bunch of his solo stuff, which I did check out and I liked. Hmm. Um, but I haven't done a deep dive. I, I really either. should. I really yeah, should. I should too. But that's like, that is my roots too. You know, I really, besides the kind of the early 80s, like Ario Speedwagon um, stuff, it was, most of my childhood was folk. So it was James Taylor, Crosby, Stills, Nash, like Cat Stevens, that type of stuff was what I was listening to it in my like earliest recollection. Um, so I should go back and, and check out Stephen Stills again. But I picked this. So this charted on the adult contemporary chart. Uh, go figure. Sad moms. Sad moms. <laughs> That's a sad mom. <laughs> oh no. It's not, not a stretch. <laughs> um, but uh, this will probably be the only time. I mean, this I album imagine, sold yeah. this album sold like 500,000 copies, which is pretty good for yeah. kind of an independent a debut album. Too. Debut, yeah. Um, you know, and he's he sold some albums and he's he's won a few Grammys, particularly in the folk folk Grammys. I mean, he's done, you know, obviously he sold some of his songs to advertisers. Which oh, is, yeah. It, Licensing. It's all over. fine, but, you know, it does. Uh, but, I mean, I get it. I mean, you got to pay the bills. I mean. Yeah. I I don't fault him at all. I mean, that's where uh, he's probably made a probably made a good amount of money from me. He might have made most of his money from licensing. He's in a oh, bunch of movies. Oh, I'm sure. So, uh, New York Magazine did an article, a cover, article, cover story about, uh, like independent rock or just like how bands make money or how they don't make money. Yeah. And you know, the band Grizzly Bear. Of course, I love, love Grizzly. Yeah, Academist is one of my favorite albums. My brother-in-law loves them too. I think they're okay. Uh, they're, they're talented. That but, album is but, top 10 for me. So they were the, they were kind of the profile and they, they kind of were really like transparent about their finances. It's really fascinating. And they broke down everything. And by far, the most money they made besides like touring, but like that, that also had like its own expenses. Oh, it's and everything. Con- yeah. They sold one song to a commercial and like that brought in like way more than their records. Did. Probably two weeks. That song uh, that, that I think I heard it that was of. crazy. Like how like the one. difference between like, you know what they made from selling a record or what they made selling this one song to a commercial yeah. and then, like the tour, but then the tour had like, it was really interesting just to like see it like all broken down. They're like, they basically at the end of the day, like the guys in Grizzly Bear, like I don't know, four or five years ago, they were making like, I don't know, $100,000, $150,000 a year, which I know it's a lot of money, but for a band that like is a lot of people know, active and a lot of people like know. semi-famous, yeah. that's really not that great. Yeah. And um, it was really interesting. Even then they were talking about how streaming was hurting them. Like it was just really interesting, like breakdown of like music and finances. I'm sure things have changed even since then, but uh, it was a really good article. Yeah. Um, I think that's it with Ray, but I, so I, I figured we wouldn't really catch no, up with him again. That was and cool to talk about him though. I mean, I, Trouble's a great song, I yeah, think. And, I do too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think, was this going to crack your top five? We'll no, crack mine. No, uh, I mean, we've, we've had, had some really great ones, but. 
So yeah, it, it, it can, but it's, it's but very it's good. Uh, it's certainly in my. It would, if you go through all the songs you've covered, it's certainly in my top twenty. I would, yeah, 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 definitely. Cool. Um, yeah, I think that's it with. Yeah, I think that's it with them. So, what was I doing? Um, so I was living in Rochester, New Hampshire. Uh, I bought uh, my girlfriend and I at the time bought um, what was both of our first houses. It was a. Where was this house? Like where, r- roughly, where? Um, it's on. I think the street is Portland Street, which is it's a. It's actually kind of a main. Yeah, it's it not is. a main drag, but it kind right. of is. It's a busier road. It is a busier road. Uh, we were way at the top of the hill, sort of the bottom. The, the bottom of the hill was more ghetto. It was closer to the downtown area. Uh, but up in the hill, it was um, a little bit nicer up there. It's still not awesome. I don't really have warm feelings for Rochester. For oh, Rochester. No. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I like city getting some for, la- for crotch infester, as the natives like to call it. No. Uh, it is not. I just, it's fine. But I realized, like, after living there, I lived there for a couple years. We actually owned two houses there. This one was a duplex. This was the first house we bought. Um, so you had tenants? We did. Yes, we had friends who lived downstairs All first. Right. Actually, the uh, when we moved in, um, there was a couple who lived upstairs, and we kicked them out to like get our friends in. It is not like we didn't like them, and that, we ended yeah, up becoming. Them. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> we ended up becoming friends with them. They're they're they were, oh, you evicted you, you. Yeah, because they were good people, but it, it wasn't. <laughs> it was it was just because we'd already had this situation where friends were going to come in and, and yeah. live there. So we lived there for a month with them there. We basically closed on the house and was like, hey, we're really sorry, but we got buddies. Yeah, yeah. And they, they understood. They the totally bricks. got it. What? It's <laughs> the a bricks. Find somewhere else to live. Yeah, we became friends. Son they're, of a bitch. They're, they're, nice, they're nice folks. But, yeah, they're um, homeless, but they're not. <laughs> they're not homeless. I was panhandling my way in here, Matt. <laughs> we became friends. Anyway, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I, what, but what I realized living there is like it's life's too short to live in a, like an area you don't, don't really dig. It's better, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just, it's too short. So uh, we, we were in Rochester until we moved to California and then came back. When we came back, I was like, we're not, we're not going to live anywhere. It's better to rent in a place that you like more than own in a place that you just aren't into. I didn't want to, like, night, like, but there were no good, even, so back then, it's probably, I've been there more recently, it's not that great. But back then, the even the food choices weren't, like the best option was Wild Willies or whatever the burger place. Yeah. I came it's time. a little better now. It's a little better. Yeah, There's like Revolution, Revolution yeah. which is pretty good. Yeah, yeah I like that place. But mostly, nah, there, it wasn't. And and then a lot of the downtown, you, you just they suffer from um, tenants not being there. You know, and that's that's America. Though. But not in well, maybe now, but not Summersworth. Uh, I mean, you go through a lot of these. Well, towns. yeah, but not like not Dover even, and not and not Portsmouth, and not uh, no. a lot of the other communities. Well, you wonder if it's coming though. It might be, yeah. yeah. But but then but then you know, Port Dover was already way better than it was uh, yeah, so when I was in we college. Or, yeah. yeah, and right. then because uh, right, so by the time yeah, it was the 90s, or Dover was was much more boring. after that it's not it's Manhattan now, but no. Dover, New Hampshire was a much it didn't have like a lot of bars or restaurants. And it was grittier because all the old. So they had. I don't like this style, but there, there's all these big old Victorian houses in in parts of Dover. Yes, and they were all dilapidated because yeah. people were were renting them out to college kids because right. they were making good amount of money there. So they were kind of sectioning them off and and uh, and renting them out these big houses. And families started buying them again. Money came, you know, because Portsmouth became more too expensive. So yeah. families came into Dover and started buying those houses and turning them back into single families. And it looked a lot nicer. Those neighborhoods were, were much nicer. So Dover definitely went through a big transformation then, but it didn't, 
and you know, people would say, I hate when people, uh, Rochester's is up and coming or Summersworth is up and coming. I, like, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, okay. For the last 30 years, then it's been up and coming. Summersworth though. I think that if I had, if I was like a rich person, like a super rich person, I yeah, would yeah. buy land in Summersworth because there's two things Summersworth has going for it. This, this is all of a sudden we come to Hampshire cast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> we, you have, uh, you have the old GE building, which actually just got sold. Where is the? That's the giant building. Some of them used to be prosperous in the yeah. 70s and 80s. Yeah. And GE, had, and everyone who lived in Summersworth basically worked at GE. It was a giant, giant plant. Of course, yeah. NAFTA came and NAFTA mm, killed that plant. Okay. It all went to Mexico. So, uh, or, or south or wherever. It wasn't in Summersworth anymore. Yep. So, um, that happened. So then the other element is prime tanning, which is right across the bridge. That was in, that's in Berwick, but it's right there. You can throw a rock from somewhere's worth to where prime tanning. It was a leathering place. Yeah. What a business. And it sat this giant, it's the size of a city block sat dormant for yeah. like 10 years or maybe it wasn't 10, but it felt like that. It was just lying there. And uh, they finally are, are knocking that down. I'm going to put something in there. So if that something happens there and then someone just bought that G plant, if that happens, then you might actually see, Growth. Well, on a smaller scale, New Market was the same way with the mills. Old Granite yeah, Mill, there was nothing. There was nothing there. Coming? Tot- yeah, but New Market. Okay, well, fine. New, I mean, New Market was when I was. I know up, New Market was gritty. I liked it in college, but it was gritty. It was rough. Yeah, I mean, we gritty. used to go. We used to. I mean, throw rocks at buildings like abandoned yeah. buildings. Yeah, yeah. And now those buildings are like That's luxury cute, apartments. Cute downtown New Hampshire yeah. living. Yeah, like it was New Market was shit. It was yeah. the place where the kids who were too poor to afford Dover, the UH yeah. kids. <laughs> yes. They were too poor to afford Durham. You had a bunch of hippies in the house. <laughs> I know. Dover. It was like the last place was they went was New Market. I went to parties there. I I, I know this this these smelly houses. And it was even worse before you were there. Oh, oh no, no. Like By I the was, time I was there, uh the Chinberg mills were already No, no, no. Renovated. I mean when you were in college. I mean, oh, like okay. I remember going there like in the early mid 90s. It was like really rough. Ooh. And it was bad in the late 90s too. Don't get me wrong. It was yeah. rough. Yeah. Bad, not good. And no, it wasn't dangerous. It was just gross. Yeah, it was just gross. And then, um, right, then the Chimbers came in and, and revitalized the mill that was downtown. If you don't yeah. Market, it's a big mill that kind of runs it. And then- uh, Granite Mill, too. Like, it's that's an awesome building. It's, it's granite. Awesome. I mean, well, it's crazy. There. Yeah, I remember. Cause, yeah, did you live there, too? No. Someone- I knew a few people who lived there. Yeah, of course. I have I've, a few and, friends that live there still now. Yeah, yeah but- uh, It's, it's uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's completely- and it completely revitalized town, like overnight. Yeah, but but some whatever Rochester's up and coming. But at the time, even then, in two thousand four, people are telling me Rochester's up and coming. Okay, fine. Sixteen years later, it's it, whatever. You know what got fucked up there? What so got the, fucked up? Rochester has fairgrounds. The Rochester. That's fair, right. The Rochester fair in the, like the worst part of town. It is. It was rough. So the fair basically ran out of money. And they were like, the city, I remember this. the city had the ability to basically buy the land. It could have done anything with it. Yeah. So I'm thinking, oh my God, this is their chance. This is how you can, you can build like a, like a great wood, like a concert center right. there or whatever. Just this, you have all this acreage. There's so much stuff you could do with it. Instead, they end up like splitting it apart a little bit. And then like, they still have the fair in like half. So now it's like half Rochester fair. They, they fucked it up. Yeah. They had this great once in a lifetime opportunity to like have all of this acreage. You could have done, you could have completely changed it in any of your town and they just basically did a half measure and just hunted. <sighs> well, you need a city. They're stupid because <sighs> you get the nostalgia factor too so of frustrating. You, you've got, you've got these it's blue hairs. Fairs. You got these blue hairs on the, on Crack the, uh, <laughs> on the, on the town councils and they, and they've got this nostalgia for the way the things used to be. So they like this idea of the fair. So, if, so they do half measures. They do these half ass things. Yeah. And now you have like half, you have like a quarter fair once a year yeah. and it's, still sits dormant for like other 50 weeks right. a year. And it's just like, that could have been, like I said, that could have been something really special. You know, Rochester's in an interesting spot. It's close enough to the seacoast. It is. And it's close enough to the lace region. It is. So you actually have kind of a, a spot there that could be really valuable. It could but be. But they just keep punting the football. And they, they keep do. fucking it up. They do. It's really frustrating. 
So, I mean, and at that time, I, there's, I didn't want to go out anywhere in Rochester. So then I'm traveling to Dover or Portsmouth or whatever. I'm still, you know, I'm in my mid twenties still. And I, it's, it's, I'm, I'm still going out. Like I'm still doing stuff. I wanted, I wanted to hang out and wanted just a domestic life, but it just became a pain in the ass to do that. So I didn't really like it much. Um, but, uh, imagine guess, being someone who lives in like another part of the country, like listening to this right now. Who are you? What is a, what is a Rochester? What is a Rochester? Come and visit the lilac city, baby. Lilac mall. Oh, that's why you like Rochester's because that mall. The mall. Yeah. Well, that was your that was your big city. That was a big city living for you. Big city. I came from New York, but <laughs> fuck up. Hillbilly. <laughs> fucking asshole. Ah, uh, I don't even know. I mean, so uh, the story I wanted to tell was I started running. Now, oh. Which is not whatever. You're trying to run away from Rochester. <laughs> I was trying to run away. No, I've, I think I've mentioned this before. Uh, so I was a smoker. Uh, I turned eighteen and started smoking. For I, like, I know a few kids who did that. Yeah, I don't know why my parents smoked. Uh, they smoked in the house too, you know. So my, 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 my mom quit when she was my mom quit when she had my sister when she was thirty. So I was like seven when yeah, she quit. Yeah, my yeah. dad smoked until he died. Even when your mom was a dancer, she was smoking. Yeah. Wow. That's, uh, that's yeah. So I um I mean when you're younger, seventies, you all the all the yeah everyone smoked. Yeah, all I the rock had smoked. Yeah. I guess like physically you I mean, can do it. All, I don't know that, but I, but I mean, it seems like that was, yeah, I think baseball it was just, players, was the New York city. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, baseball. I mean, Jim yeah. Leland, I mean, the manager I know, but like, yeah, basically everyone yeah. smoked, but so, and I liked it. Um, but, uh, I had, so what happened? Okay. So at 18, I started and I was, I was mostly a smoker for 10 or 11 years. There were times where I wasn't, but this was a time where I stopped. Um, I've mentioned this before where I've had, I've gone through, I've like quit, cigarettes organically a couple times like just cold turkey done um and i'm not saying it was comfortable or i liked doing it but i kind of had to this was for some reason um i've had this has occurred this happened to me a few times where i've had like sensory overload where i i sort of imagine if someone who if someone's like on the spectrum or has an autism disorder get like has sense like sensory issues like everything you don't want to be touched like, your skin feels nervy everything is like way too much turned up way too much everything um and i and this was happening to me um and it just it got worse and worse and worse until one time i remember sitting on the couch in this uh so we moved to the upstairs apartment in this rochester duplex and i like didn't want to like i didn't want blankets on me i didn't i didn't want anybody to touch me i just was just, I don't know. I, I, it was, it was just too much. The world was too much. I've had this experience when I've been, um, too high. Okay. I've before. Heard, heard of that. Yes. Uh, there was one time where I was at a, oh, I was a fish show where I smoked weed, but I pretty sure that it was laced with yeah. something and I, things were like too far gone. Um, and so I felt similar to that, but you, but never when I was like sober had I felt this way. Mm. Um, it's happened several times. Once it happened when I wasn't doing well and I, I had a bunch of caffeine and like took Advil or something, I had a nasty headache and I, the same thing happened where everything was super like tight. I had a hard time kind of breathing and don't fucking touch me. Um, so such a weirdo. <laughs> really are. Well, I, I wouldn't, but you can't say I'm a weirdo. I've yeah, just had a weird experience. <laughs> Like, I, what, well, how does it's not like I was, it's not like it was a choice. No one ever thinks they're crazy. It's a but that, but that, but that doesn't have anything with me being crazy. You could say I'm crazy, but this has okay. nothing to do with me being crazy. Sure, sure, well, I, what do you mean? <laughs> it's not like I chose this shit. This is a physical thing. Okay, so, so 
so I had like I had to so I stopped everything. So no drinking, no caffeine, no cigarettes. This is when I I stopped. Okay, and I you know I I learned um, or I thought it might be a good idea to or to heard this as a from someone. If you quit a habit, you should start like a good habit. If you quit, yeah, you're trying yeah, to stop think, something, no, you start a good habit. Yeah. Like give yourself something to Pretty concentrate important. on. Yeah. So I started running. Okay. Um. And and I like I ran track. I loved sports and and you know, um playing different sports, but I did run track one year running, just running for the sake of running. I wasn't a huge fan of, I like soccer, but I, but it really helped me. And I started to really, it's hard to say you like running. I like the effect of running. I love how I feel after a run, but like the idea of like going running is not, that's never like, yeah, I have to really drag myself out to do it. I, but I became a, I, I, Ran most every day for a few years until I started smoking again. <laughs> Why are you smoking? Is it just a pull? I, I, like what? Ha- like what triggered? This? I like smoking. I like the way it makes me feel. To a certain extent, I like the way it makes sure. me feel. But but when you start to lose the um the cardiovascular part, when you know yeah. you start to get but out of breath, you try, like, I'm, I'm I can't remember what I can't remember oh, that really? time. Like what triggered, what triggered that, me in? Yeah, maybe I was just like out at a bar or something, or uh, yeah. that type of yeah. social. Yeah, that makes sense. I also like. When playing music or recording music, I always like to smoke too. Or writing. I mean, you know, you you know, right? Like, like, do you when you write, do you drink? A little bit. Something to. I need that quiet. I usually have like a, a cocktail or whatever. And I, yeah, I, I feel. Like, I yeah. feel like it's good to have something with your hands because writing is for me. Um, I write a lot for my job too, but any sort of that creative endeavor is is um, it's hard to really put yourself in the moment. It's I don't know. It's painful. Creation is painful for to a me. long time. When I used to like host comedy shows, yeah. I would have a cocktail in my hand the entire time, and I, did, I think it was just something to have in my hand. Yeah, I, I stopped doing that, but I, I kind of gives you something to do. Right, and just like it just felt. I don't know. It was like a token of calmness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, smoking gave me that, but anyway. Yeah, so I know. Uh, I think a lot of people feel that way. But then after, but in California, I quit for good when I was 30, 29 or thirty, and. Um, and, but running became a big part. Of, one of some of my best memories of uh, of California was was running because I used to run Lake Merritt every day. It's a basically it's a five k around Lake Merritt. You could take different paths, but I love that area because it's just this lake in the middle of the city, and there's a bonsai uh, tree area and some wooded and park areas, and it's just this cool. The whole time though, you you see everything. Like you see the city, you see the water, you see the woods, you see the hills. California is kind of a special place like that where you always know where you are because of the landmarks and the bridges and the buildings and shit. Like it's very easy. Sometimes well, any city, right? New York's the same way. Right? Well, only if you. But you don't have to know the city and you know exactly where you are because you can see the landmarks. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Like in New okay. York, if you're dropped in a, I, well, in I would. I mean, you you gotta figure out. I think. I think if I were in a city block and you, but you couldn't. If I couldn't, all that stuff is apparent, kind of always. Okay. In where in the Bay Area, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're never not seeing mm. the either the Bay or the bridges right. or the like the hills. They're yeah. always there. The the buildings don't block it. Um, okay. And the landscape is such. Even in San Francisco, the landscape is such. A lot of it is in the bowl. Where the stuff on the outs, you know what I mean. So if you're so you're looking up at the different neighborhoods in a lot of spots, so you're you kind of always see it. Um, anyway, I so I some of my best memories are, are running around uh, Lake Mary. So running became a very important part of my life, I would say. And I, you know, I'll go through phases when I'm running every day. But then I, of course, tore my ACL, and so I didn't. I had it repaired, but I didn't run for a while. But I've I've started running again through the through the woods, and I like it again. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep keep doing it. Good, but this, so this this is when I started running as uh, 2004. What kind of cigarettes do you smoke? Uh, we've talked about this before. American Spirits are the that's right, that's yeah. Right. You laugh at them because you think they're the other ones, which are the cheap, cheap, cheap bastard ones. But the American no, I just Spirits laugh are not. It's, it's such a, that's right. Because you would never say like Marlboro. 
I I just didn't like the the no, Marlboro but Zone I know taste it's not like that. Like you know, the, I smoked Camel Lights for a while, but then I moved to American Spirits. Yeah, all right, I buy it. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. They, they tasted that, better. That fits the uh, fits the mold. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. It's just like that's what I imagine you smoking would be those you, things. But because the stereotype, you think like cowboys smoke Marlboros. Uh, like uh, my stepfather, the truck driver, smoked yes. uh, Marlboros. Yeah, my dad smoked Marlboros. Yes. Oh, yeah. he was so badass. He was. He was. That's the thing. It was like, but I would never probably but, smoke Marlboros. Like I met. I'm they don't I taste smoke. good. They taste. They like a lot of the those bigger brands. They're just. It's the um, the tobacco is not as good. It, like it tastes nasty. I because I would go back. You know, if I didn't have American American spirits are expensive too. Of course. Um, so if you go back to that, of course, if you go back to the camels, I don't know how anyone affords it. It's cool. Oh, well, now it used to be, um, American spirits when I was smoking them were like three bucks a pack, but they've got to be 15 bucks a pack now. I don't think they, they, no, I think they and, up that much, uh, pro- definitely in the, in the cities, uh, California oh and, and New York, probably, probably that much for a pack where you could buy a carton of camels when I was working at Gary's beverages for probably 17 bucks at that time. Um, but most of those are the taxes. See, I mean, of course. It, oh no, I know. It Not keep, so much in New Hampshire, tax. but yeah, but it no, is right. a bit here. It's why I mean, t- you see cigarette prices. It's like it's fucking crazy. You know, remember, like in line, or whatever at the store, and someone buys. I hate sin taxes like that. I'm like, like, holy shit! I hate sin taxes like that because it taxes poor people. Because you know, uh, right? Because right, right. So that, I, th- I just think that's bullshit. It's like a, this money grab from aggressive taxing, right? Right. When you, when you, this money grab from the poor. It's like fuck you guys. Who so, would rather they tax though? I rather they tax. Well, <laughs> none of that. I'd rather they t- income t- uh, either a flat tax or um, or a sales tax in general is the be- is sales tax is the most benign. Because you can choose to or not, but not well, on you sp- can do that with cigarettes, but not on specific items. That's what I mean. That's bullshit. Well, someone can choose not to smoke. Plus, not only that, but it also is a health. You know, we all pay for that insurance, especially with the, with poor people. Where you know, the rest of us are footing the bill with their medical bills. From a morality standpoint, though, is what I mean. It's like you mm. can't just pick and choose different items because then yeah. the, all you're doing is you're giving different, um, you know, different. What, what are those called? Uh, oh, what are those people called who who? <laughs> Uh, I really don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, people who go to the gar- who are like, oh, what are they called? Special interests. Okay, okay. you're giving special interest special. It's like special treatment when you pick and choose which items are taxed. That's bullshit. Yeah, it should be a the generic sales tax is the is the is the fairest option, and then it's a flat tax. But but we won't get there. Cigarettes are wild. Like it's so expensive. Like and you're it right, is. It, and you're right. If you look at the average person who doesn't smoke, average person who does. I'm guessing the person who doesn't smoke makes significantly more money. Yeah, and it's uh, and you look at how much they're throwing away on cigarettes, which is just why. And I get it. I mean, my father was one of the strongest guys I ever knew. He couldn't quit. So like it's, I totally understand. Someone says I can't quit. I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Like, you know, super addictive. And I, it's but just I, ins- it's, it's, he said it was the most addictive thing he ever did. Yeah. I, um, I don't, I, I, I believe it. I, I just think I was lucky because it made me feel so bad. I couldn't like the whole, where I, where I was, I just felt so bad. Yeah. I had no, it didn't feel that much worse to not smoke. So I have some I friends who can smoke casually and they're not yeah. like they only, they only smoke. So like it just doesn't hit the most not have, they must have some sort of resilient. And like yeah. my mom is, I think she didn't even admit was nowhere near as tough as my dad was, but it was much easier for her to quit. The addiction just didn't pull her as hard as it did my father. So yeah. it affects everyone differently too. Um, but yeah, if, yeah, if you're someone that battles that, that's a tough one. It is a tough one. Yeah. And then, you know, I saw my dad, like my dad trying to quit and that's not why he died of cancer, but, um, but it would have got him eventually. Probably. And yeah. um, I looked at what he was going through. I'm like, oh, that's just great. It's just awful. Like, so I ne- I've never smoked. Yeah. I smoke cigars once in a while, like in the summer, just very, I can do it very, I'm, I'm addicted to them. Um, 
but like uh, cigarettes, though, I guess it's, it's, it must just be really. It seems so hard. I I, I don't know. I've never. I'm always been. I was always been afraid to touch them. Thankfully, yeah. No, it's the best move. I so I that the problem is you like it. I liked it. Um, of course, but yeah. you just don't. You know, you don't the 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 other stuff. But then you start to not like it. Then if you're smoking as much as I did, which isn't we talked about this before i smoked like maybe 10 a day so half a pack a day which feels like a lot to me but you know i knew plenty of other people my stepdad probably smoked a pack a day or more um but you don't but the effects are not good you you just you can't do as as you can't move your body you don't have as much athletic ability without the cardiovascular stuff you're smoking so my grandmother my father's mother so that's the one that took me to falling down yeah (laughs) (laughs) very odd woman uh so when she was around 75 she was diagnosed with a light case of emphysema doctor said you have to quit smoking and she did but for the her remaining eight years whatever she would grouse to anyone who would listen she said the worst thing i ever did in my life was quit smoking i I enjoyed it i would have yeah and i think if she knew that her she would have died at 83 I think she just would have kept smoking. Right. And it, it, it but she, she's like, I love smoke. I love how it feels. I love how it tastes. I love yep. how it, I love how it, it when I hold it in my hand, I, yep. she's like, I love every element. I love smoking. She's like, I, uh, but I think if she, she really had an amazing amount of regret for yeah. quitting. Yeah. Um, but I understand that. Totally. Yeah. And I said, I think if she knew that she didn't have terribly long to live beyond that, I think she would have just said, fuck it. I definitely, I'm glad I stopped when I did because I know, you know, yeah, you, 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 young. yeah so you can, you, you're most likely any effects from it are, have been washed out of my system, you know, living a healthy lifestyle afterwards. And I'm so much more happy that I can do, like I can move my body, like I can go for walks in the woods, like I can do athletic stuff. That's more fun to me than, than smoking. So, so Peter Jennings, uh, famous ABC yeah. guy, uh, he had quit smoking for a few years. Uh, 9-11 happened oh. and that evening he was so stressed out. He was going for a walk and he, he lit, a, lit a first cigarette in, for, uh, in a, quite a while for him. Uh. And then he, he kind of smoking again yeah, because the stress of 9-11 and just, he just kind of, and he just got kind of hooked in. And then uh, three years later, he died of lung cancer. So uh. That's what killed him. And they said like, yeah, once you started again, it, the stuff was still there. Right. And it needed like kind of like that light, that mash, you know, yeah, to get yeah, started yeah. again. And that's what, that's what got him. Uh. Um, yeah. That, Sad. I don't want that. It's a tough way to die to, you know, emphysema, oh, yeah. not being able to breathe. That's the, that's the worst. I've experienced that. That's the worst. Oh, so, it's awful. I mean, yeah, you can, yeah. you can, you can watch his uh, last, uh, telecast. Yeah. Like a few months before he died and he, uh, he, you know, so raspy. And I guess he came to the office a couple months later. So like a month before he died and like, he couldn't speak. Like, it's <sighs> barely a whisper. <laughs> it's just like, wow, that's yeah, not worth it. I, I want to move. Um, I want to be active good, you quit, for a long know. time. Yeah. I don't, I don't think my mom misses it terribly. I don't miss it now. Yeah, I don't think my mom does either. But you know, I know that there's some controversy. Sure, some days, you know, just like I'm sure, like some, like when you're writing, I'm sure there are moments when I don't. No, no I don't think about not. it. I yeah. mean, I, I think That's good if you don't. I no, I think if and I would go and, and I would use some sort of vaporizer if I were gonna like if I wanted the nicotine. Right, right, right. But you ever like miss it? Or you ever like oh, I don't I wish I. Eh, you know, I'm not gonna do it, but I, you know, it wouldn't be bad. I don't think so. That's good because I, I think I remember the heaviness of it yeah. as it went to my lungs, and I don't want that. I like, I don't, you don't miss it. I don't miss that. Yeah. No. Um, and even the nicotine. So the nicotine, there is a level where it just becomes not fun anymore. There is like you get, you know, when you're not enjoying your 10th cigarette of the day as much as you are your first. So if you mm-hmm. smoked one cigarette a day, you probably get a, if I could do that, I'd probably do that because you know, you get max enjoyment with, and it probably wouldn't affect you much. Right. But this is not how it works. no, you're yeah. going to, you're going right. to, you're going to justify in your head to have two one day and then you're fucked. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, I'm glad I quit. So I don't mean, smoke, it, kids. Don't smoke, kids. Or smoke if you like it. I also don't miss the smell. Like it, when it gets on your clothes oh, so and stuff, it, yeah. that, that part is gross. It's so crazy. Like you think about when we were growing up in the 90s and the 80s, you, everywhere, like you go to restaurants, car, and, house, everywhere, plane. And then now, if I'm ever in a situation where I'm in a, like a house that people smoke in, oh, no. And I leave the house. Uh, my my I my clothes I think reek. They like I live with two smokers. Like why do I? Feel, but it's funny how like I'm yeah. so sensitive to it now. Where in 1986 I'm living with two smokers. It's just wild. It is wild. Yeah, you start to not. You it's don't so smell as much. Gross me. Yeah. I have no patience or tolerance for it anymore. No, it was, and it, it gets was like, it um, yellows your walls and shit. So I remember, like we'd be on planes as kids, and like people would be smoking all around you. Yeah, they had ashtrays. Like it was, it was everywhere. What a what bullshit! Like smoking section. Come on, it's gonna it, I know it's it gonna was, go everywhere. It was like not even a partition. It was just no. like one. Like you could be sitting in like a booth, and then the booth behind you is a smoking section. You're in the non-smoking. Stupid. <laughs> what am I doing? Yes. <laughs> non-smoking, please. Yeah. Yes. Those are the days. Yes. Those are the days. Um, we're back uh, next on week Wednesday with Home Alone. Home Alone. What's Holy it? shit! What's the say? Oh, it's Awakenings. Awakenings. I haven't picked the songs yet. No, I haven't put, put it in the Slack. That's, that's my fault. Uh, yeah, we're going to 1990, January 1990. Uh, I believe it's a Home Alone, which is a monster movie. That yeah, is a, a monster movie. Yeah. Um, anything else? That's all I got. Later. <laughs>